Good afternoon. I'm Al Cresta. Thank you for being here. This Sunday, we will be hearing the parable of the Good Samaritan. Uh, This is one of those passages of the New Testament, which everyone seems to know. uh, But I'll tell you, I don't know how many hundreds of times I've heard it. And it still bears further uh, investigation. There's always more light to be broken out of God's Word, is it? old saying, I think an old Quaker saying, <clears throat> with me right now to help break open the parable, we've got Piggy Stanton. She's a dame of the Alter of, Order of Malta. She was ABC News' first female Washington correspondent, and she's hosted many programs for us at Ave Maria Radio, including the Malta Minute with the Catechism. Peggy, good to have you. Thank you, Al. Good to be with you. Let me go ahead and read it. I know everybody knows it, but somehow it's important to just read again, rehearse the words again. So, there was a scholar of the law who stood up to test Jesus and said, Teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus said to him, What is written in the law? How do you read it? He said in reply, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your being, with all your strength, and with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. Jesus replied to him, You have answered correctly. Do this, and you will live. But because he wished to justify himself, he said to Jesus, And who is my neighbor? Jesus replied, A man fell victim to robbers as he went down from Jerusalem to Jericho. They stripped and beat him and went off, leaving him half dead. A priest happened to be going down that road when he saw him, and he passed by on the opposite side. Likewise, a Levite came to the place, and when he saw him, he passed by on the opposite side. But a Samaritan traveler who came upon him was moved with compassion at the sight. He approached the victim, poured oil and wine over his wounds, and bandaged them. And then he lifted him up on his own animal, took him to an inn, and cared for him. The next day he took out two silver coins and gave them to the innkeeper, with the instruction, Take care of him. If you spend more than what I have given you, I shall repay you on my way back. Which of these three, in your opinion, was neighbor to the robber's victim? He answered, The one who treated him with mercy. Jesus said to him, Go and do likewise. Again, this is uh, Gospel of Luke, uh, chapter 10, verses 25 through 37. The famous parable of the Good Samaritan, we'll be hearing it at Sunday Mass. Well, Peggy, it is one of those parables that everybody seems to know, and yet it is incredibly rich with significance for our own lives. Uh, It's both instructive about this climate in first century uh, Palestine. Mm -hmm. It's also Mm -hmm. full of exhortation for how we ought to order our lives. So, right. Talk to me about it. All right. Well, let's let's look at some of the um, often missed meanings in the parable, um, c- because as you said, every word from the word yeah. has significance. Yep. So, for instance, oil, which the good Samaritan rubbed on the wounds of the beaten traveler, is a biblical and ancient symbol of abundance, joy, and healing. The Levite, cited as ignoring the plight of the dying man, was part of the tribe of Levi, 
And that was especially chosen by God for liturgical service, service which was not exhibited in the parable, and God himself as its inheritance. So the Levite, Levite was a very special person. The Levite represents also the Old Covenant. But the Samaritan, however, was looked upon as part of a heretical people right. looked down on. But it is the Samaritan who exemplifies the new covenant, which was established by Christ. Mm-hmm. And Jesus makes charity the new commandment. So charity is the theological virtue by which we love God above all things for his own sake, and our neighbor as ourselves for the love of God. Thus we are, this is where the sticking point is, thus we are called to go beyond extending a helping hand to someone in need we're called to love that someone yeah just as christ out of love died for us while we were still his enemies and i never really i don't know why i didn't think of that but this really makes him the ultimate good samaritan yes yes uh, the samaritan was regarded as an enemy yeah uh, by israel there's a funny uh, precedent uh, for this parable uh, in Second Chronicles 28 at verse 15, where leaders from Samaria actually end up helping captives from Judah. So hmm. it, yeah. people yeah. have wondered if this was, you know, in the back of Jesus' mind, because in the history of Israel, there was this instance in which Samaritans had shown themselves helpful to captives from Judah. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. But but you were right. The Samaritans were regarded as heretical. They were regarded as lower class. They were regarded as the enemy. Yeah, yeah. Well, and th- what's so interesting is that um, Jesus choosing a Samaritan as his example, the good guy, because later in Luke's gospel, it's a Samaritan village that refuses to receive Jesus. Yes, that's and right. The, and his disciples ask him, should they call down fire from heaven on the village, but which comes meets with a rebuke from Jesus? Yeah. yeah. But I, I do. I thought that was really interesting yes. in the very same gospel. Yep. Or, um, I think there are other things. Um, you know, go ahead, Al. No, you I was, I was also the thing that. One of the things that gets me is the is actually the kind of dialogue. What's going on here? You've got a scholar of the law who stood up to test Jesus, and right. throughout the Gospel of Luke, when you hear this phrase "scholar of the law" or "scribe," mm-hmm. it's always mm-hmm. negative. It, it's this is yeah. always portrayed yeah. as a negative, and and this person is too. He stands up to test Jesus, and mm-hmm. I think it's also. It's interesting that just before this, just before this, uh, Jesus has been teaching that those who, um, the, the, the wise, uh, the, the understanding, uh, are the ones who are not going to get it, but uh, mm-hmm. who, the, the, the weak are going to get it. The, um, mm-hmm. you know, the, the uh, looking here at the actual text. I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and understanding and revealed Mm -hmm. them to infants. Yes, Father, for such was your gracious will. All things have been delivered uh, to me by my Father, and no one knows Mm -hmm. who the Son is except the Father or who the Father is except the Son, 
in anyone to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. Mm -hmm. uh, then he turns to the disciples and said, Blessed are the eyes which see what you see. For many prophets mm -hmm. and kings desired to see what you see and did not see it. But I, right. I think here, that as soon as Jesus says that, the very next, uh, very next incident in the gospel is you have one of these wise in understanding, mm -hmm. one of these scholars mm -hmm. of the law who stand right. up to test Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, something else, uh, how many listeners do you think, are, including me, and <laughs> have thought of Christ Christ as the Good Samaritan? I mean, he obviously, on the one hand, it's obvious he, he's, he's the wonderful, good person always. Sure. But you, we never really necessarily put him in the uh, shoes of the Good Samaritan, but thought of ourselves as the wounded traveler and the church right. as the inn. Mm -hmm to whom the Good Samaritan, Jesus, yeah. entrusts the patient until he returns. That's, that's beautiful. And um, I can, I'm not sure exactly where that, uh, those parallels come from, but they, they certainly sound uh, patristic. They sound like something you would find in the Fathers. Well, actually, um, I, I, it, from a meditation in Magnificat uh, about uh, the Good Samaritan, and I thought, you know, there were, in fact, I read two different, now don't ask me to exactly tell you where, because it's just packed in the back of a file, in my mental file somewhere, but definitely this was um, listed in two different meditations, talking about Christ is the Good Samaritan, and, us, you know, we who are bloodied spiritually from uh, the wounds of... Uh, of Adam and Eve, mm -hmm. and uh, and then the church as the inn where we can receive the sacraments. Yeah, uh, you know. Yeah, the, the, it's like oil and and wine and balm for our wounds. And he he put, he leaves us with the church until he returns. He returns. Yeah, I like that. I, that really does uh, it really does uh, strike a chord uh, in me. There's something also very funny about this parable because he starts out, I mean, it, the question is, who is my neighbor? Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, and the question is asked as though once I establish who my neighbor is, then I can go mm -hmm. minister to him. Mm -hmm. Right? But, and I don't want to waste my time on somebody who's not, not my, my neighbor. Not my neighbor, right, right. Yeah. But the neighbor, <laughs> what's funny about this is that the neighbor is not the man who's, you know, been bloodied up and is by the side of the road. The neighbor is actually the Good Samaritan. It's a, it's, it's a complete yeah. reversal. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. So this person is asking for, a, like, a list. Jesus, give me a list of who my neighbor is. Mm -hmm. And Jesus kind of turns it around and points out that the, the Good Samaritan, that's your neighbor. Mm -hmm. In other words, the one mm -hmm. who is your enemy is your neighbor. Yeah. Well, um, another thing that uh, was pointed out in the, in the catechism, uh, in all the references in the catechism to this gospel, uh, there's a lot of talk about uh, charity and uh, 
in the realm of being a theological virtue by which we love God above all things for his sake, for his own sake, and our neighbor as ourselves because we love God. Um, but there's a constant drumbeat of, of uh, focus on love. Yeah. And the, now, see, it's, we don't have to just do a good deed for somebody um, and when you think about the Good Samaritan, he didn't just, you know, rub a little wine and a little right. oil on the wounds and then say, oh, oh things get better for you. Right. I mean, he puts him on his his donkey or his horse, yeah. and he takes him to the inn, and he cares for him that night. And then he, you know, says, I'll come back, and, and I'll pay you to the innkeeper, take care of him, and I'll, when I come back, I'll give you more money if you spent more yeah. money. All of that, um, that's love. And, and, and the hard part with us, I think, and, and this was another um, meditation I read elsewhere that said, you know, it's, we aren't just called to um, help a person. And, because that's easy. It's easy to feed the hungry, uh, but we're called to love the hungry. Right. That's another step. That's very good. That is very you know? good. And you're right, and this is an example of where the Samaritan really gives all that he has. I mean, he gives his time, mm -hmm. uh, he gives his schedule, <laughs> in other words, he stops yeah. from what he's doing yeah. Yeah. and invests himself. He gives his you know, resources, the oil and the wine, mm -hmm. he gives money, right. um, and he gives his heart because he's going to come back mm -hmm. uh, to see what else he can do to help this uh, person. And I... I yeah, I th I think that's a, an excellent point. I mean, we are call love calls us to invest ourselves, not simply share our resources. Mm -hmm. um, that sharing our resources is very good, very important, but mm -hmm. sharing ourselves is really what love requires. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. As the, the catechism points out that. Christ died out of love for us while we were, as we talked about this, we were still enemies, his enemies. That's hard to think that, but that's true. The Lord asks us to love as he does, even our enemies, to make ourselves the neighbors of those farthest away and to love children and the poor as Christ himself. Yeah, yeah. Well, very good. Uh, Peggy, thank you. And uh, you, I, I, I know we'll all be listening to the parable of the Good Samaritan with sharper ears uh, this <laughs> Sunday as a result of your sharing with us today. Thank you. Thank you, Al. Peggy Stanton is a dame of the Order of Malta.